today we're going to talk customer pain. We're going to talk AI. We're going to talk B2B, messaging, sales. There's, there's a lot that's going to go on here today. Thankfully, we have Jordan Crawford here to navigate it. Jordan, thanks for joining. And before we really dive deeper, we'd love to just know kind of what you care about in marketing right now. What what are the things that are keeping you up at night or, or that are exciting you? Like what, what are those things that you really deeply care about in marketing? Oh boy, this is a great question. And I would say that that answer to me is the speed at which you need to be innovating now. And specifically AI is going to really change how you should be thinking about marketing and sales. And so I think it's like absolutely important for you to be experimenting with these tools because AI is coming for my job, coming for your job, and we need to figure out ways to work with it to drastically expand our capabilities. And basically both the cost and time has gone to near zero to do a lot of tasks. And the challenge people have now is they're asking AI questions that don't include nuance and that they can't operationalize. And so really you need to be able to find ways to break down your work into smaller chunks that AI can do exceptionally well. So that's kind of my big focus right now is how can I take specifically GPT-4 into a lot of my process and do it in such a way that I don't have to worry about its hallucination problem. And, and that's by basically constraining the questions that I ask of AI and the expected output. Yeah, I think I think we're still at a point, a place where even like early days of search engines, it was really basic prompts or basic searches weren't really harnessing the full power of this. But this is like ten times more important prompting, you know, an AI prompt versus a, a search even. So I'd love to dive into that. You did talk about kind of the risks that we might be heading into with replacement, things like that. Where where do you view right now in terms of marketers and AI, that relationship? Who's at risk and what should we be doing? Oh boy, great question. Well, I think when you talk about like who's at risk here, I think the I, I really believe that you will be replaced by someone that uses AI, not an AI will replace you, certainly not in the next six months to a year. And I think the people that are at risk are not trying to reinvent themselves. And this, unlike any time in the last 10 years, or at least five years, is the time to reinvent yourself. Andy Grove, the previous CEO of Intel, had a really great framework with this, which is if the board fired me today, what would my replacement come in and do? And that type of thinking is the thinking that you need to be able to figure out how should I be using AI? What am I doing today that is inefficient? And how can AI help me? And to give you a sense of the framework with which I use here is AI is good with creative constraint with context. So you have to have those three things to make AI really work for you. So it is amazingly good at being creative as long as you constrain it and you provide it the right inputs and training set to be able to do that. Now, operationalizing it is a different thing, different problem. You can do all of this just inside of ChatGPT. You can paste in the context. You can paste in the sort of constraints. But to do this well, you need to work backwards. And so the first thing this weekend on Sunday, I'm giving a talk about how to use AI for a company called Signals. And 
I asked the question of AI, what, what questions would I ask if I had AI replace me in the creative process? And so I gave it, my company does programmatic outbound. So we'll help folks with large data sets send programmatic messages. And we've started to use AI for a lot of our internal campaigns. And so my hypothesis is that really great targeting data is the key differentiator between a good outbound and a bad outbound campaign. And a lot of people have bad data. This is, I'm not talking about Apollo or Zoom Info. It's not good enough. It's not useful enough. So to give you an like a concrete example here, I fed it, one of my customers is a company called Bonfire Women. They help women get promoted at an organization. So I fed it the company's web, and I've already done a lot of work for them, strategy work. What, what should we target? Who should we target? When should we target them? So I pasted in all of Bonfire's website, and I didn't ask them, I didn't ask GBT to write an email for me. I said, here is the context of a website. If I had to score a company from one to 10 to determine if a company would be a good fit for bonfire services, what are the top 10 data points I would use to define who a perfect fit customer is? Pretend you had perfect information on every company. So this is the lens that I use when a client comes to me and it came up with ideas that I originally pitched. So I didn't provide any other context. I didn't tell it who I was or other types of ideas. I gave it context and that's all I said. And here are some answers to give you some ideas. Gender diversity ratio, a lower ratio of women to men in leadership positions would indicate a greater need for bonfire services. We, we actually ran this play. Employee turnover rate, especially for women. High turnover rates, particularly among female employees, which suggests the company could benefit from bonfire's talent and development retention services. There was a couple of bad ones in here that were like fine. They were just like a little too generic. Public commitment to, or sorry, presence of employee research group, ERGs, companies with existing or planned women-focused ERGs might be more interested in supporting. We ran this play. We look at historical job descriptions for the keywords women at. So we were able to determine who are the companies that actively have an ERG employee research group. So that it was very creative. I constrained it and I gave it context, right? I did not say, hey, I do my job for me. So so that was like one piece of the process that I pulled apart so that I could have AI do different pieces. And as I keep thinking about my workflows over and over again, I am trying to dissect each piece and inject AI with creative constraint with context. Is that helpful? Definitely. Yeah. So if, if we were to simplify that whole process, just based on yeah. principle, because I know that every use case is so different in marketing. Totally. Right? Just based on your example, if you were to kind of dumb it down to a few core principles of how to make a great prompt for like for that, how would you simplify that in very clear bullet point terms? Boy, I think in, I'm going to answer the question I wish you asked me, which is a politician's response. <laughs> but but really, well, the question I wish you asked me is like, what is the process to start defining the prompts that you should give. And I think that you need to invert your thinking to get here, which is take what you're doing today and write it out in as many discrete steps as possible. So in my world, it's like understand who the company is. Then once I understand who the company is, I want to know who they target. Once I know who they target, then I can think about my data sources. Once I think about my data sources, then I can think about creative ideas to come up with. Once we have creative ideas, then I can help with messaging. And so 
I have I I have those steps in my head, and they have never been sort of spoken out loud. And now that they are spoken out loud, and I have a process for them, I can zoom into one particular part, which is take context on the company and figure out what I would do. And now I have a small unit of value that I can get GBT to help me with, right? And the more of those small units of value I can string together, it helps me evaluate what the AI is doing. So I know, like, I look at these things and because I know this customer really well, I'm like, bad idea, bad idea, good idea, good idea, good idea. And there are enough good ideas because I have constrained the problem well enough. So you need to dissect your process. Just write it out on a whiteboard. Just write down like exactly what you're doing. Um, and that should be enough. Yeah, I, I want to get to the opera, 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 operationalization. Opera, I have tried. I have the same same problem. That's so hard. <laughs> wanna, it's so hard. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. I want to get to that in just a second. But but really quickly, I, I would love to just kind of ask, based on everything that you have put together, process wise, prompt wise, using AI for all your use cases you just mentioned for those discrete uses, do you feel like you're doing much more work? but much more efficiently? Or do you feel like you're doing the same amount of work, but just 10 times faster? So like, are you increasing the amount of work you're doing, but you're still kind of like working the same amount now and just doing more or working the same amount with far less required of you to do that? I think actually this is not a productivity hack, which is weird because that's how a lot of people think about it. They think about this like, oh, well, I can take what I used to do in 10 hours and do it in two. Actually, the huge opportunity is what would you have done with 100 hours that now you can do in one? So something that you would have never done, you just would never have done. Like, for example, one of the campaigns that we're running, it takes in a company description and nothing else. It identifies who their buyers are. And then in my case, it provides a basically a Google search for how you would find the exact moments that those buyers would need you, which is like what my product does. My product can sort entire markets worth of jobs data to find the perfect moment for you for the companies that you target. And so I basically created Google searches programmatically to thousands of companies that that I could have done at, you know, probably five hours per company, right? But I but now I can send that because I have creative constraint. And to give you an example, there's a good friend of mine, David, that runs marketing at Kentic, which is a network observability company. I, I know them like pretty well. I have some understanding about what they do. I did not write this sentence. I'm going to read you a sentence that I did not write that AI wrote, but, but this is what I would do if I had a limited time to write a sales email. And this is the, this is an example of one of those search queries. So they do network observability. So they tell you if your network is down and what pieces are down and why it's down, et cetera. So show me job descriptions for network operations center, NOC managers that mention challenges in network performance monitoring, maintaining network health, improving visibility across cloud and on-premise infrastructure, and ensuring fast troubleshooting for networks. So the AI put together that search without like it invented the title, which is like, right. It invented the problems that exist in the title. And then it basically wrote a Google search query for how you would search inside of my system for the problems that they solve. So amazingly great email that an account executive could send one a day. I don't know, two or three a day. So that I think the greatest opportunity in AI is how do you apply that creativity 
constrain it, give it context, but then do that at scale. And that's how you stay a huge, you just have a gigantic leap among the people that don't have, you know, sales teams of 100. So let's get into the operations side of things. You, you had mentioned you've strung together some of these processes. Do yeah. you feel like you're pretty far along there or still early days of building all the processes you would still want to do? Oh, boy. Every time I log in to this tool, I think I'm the problem. And I don't really feel that way about much software. I log into much software. I'm like, damn, this this dumb piece of thing doesn't do this, doesn't do this. Like, But this chat box is a particularly frustrating thing because I think I, I'm I'm just not creative enough to be able to unlock its full potential. And so I, I think that if I think about where my journey has to go, it's way, way, way further. But I do think I'm running far ahead of the pack. But that is not because I have any particular insight. I just spend so much time tinkering with it to come up with these use cases, to test it, to figure out what it does wrong, what it does wrong at scale. And so I think that really the best advice here is play with this stuff. And you can play just with context inside of ChatGPT and then figure out that the, you should ask the inverse question, which is not how I should use AI. It's like, if I had unlimited time to do the perfect thing, what perfect thing that involves language, what perfect thing would I do? And then how can AI help me get there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I love the concept of allowing it to help you go much deeper than you ever possibly would because of the amount of effort and, and constraint you would have normally, but now you can go so much deeper. So it's not necessarily you're working two hours a week. It's it's more, you're just going much deeper, putting much higher output out. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm sure you're finding that ac across the board. You, you've already given one example of kind of a big process that you've kind of built now where you've got this really impactful task you're able to accomplish. Are there other examples of that in your process now where it's basically taken over something that you would have been doing manually forever. And now you just have this full system for doing it through AI. Not the full system yet. I think I'm, I have just started to piece apart. I just have plucked pieces of the process and, and operationalized the AI because I think that the bar for this thing to successfully do something that I would hit send on is high which is that the second it starts hallucinating, and let me give you an example. I took the three most recent sales and marketing jobs in my database, and I wanted to build SEO pages for every company's ICP. So I wanted to say, well, marketer hire sells to VPs of marketing at companies between these sizes and that are trying to scale their paid ads or SEO efforts, et cetera. Like, it's like not a crazy hard thing for a person to do, but really, really hard at like large scale. So a perfect example of where AI would be good here. But because I didn't give it creative constraint, I let that thing rip on about 10,000 companies. It just started making shit up. And, and like, to be fair, if you gave a really smart person just the information I give, they might, like, without, I mean, basically what you're trying to do is you have a fifth grader, maybe a fourth grader, and then you give them, like, the Xanos glove or whatever, right? And you're like, use it responsibly. And he's like, ah! 
<laughs> you know, and it's like, no, 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 you're snapping too much, way too much. And so you have to be like, okay, no, like do this very one thing and, and test it and test it and test it and then sort of scale it. And so that's kind of how I'm approaching this process. And when I let it run amok and I find two or three good examples, then I have to sort of pair it back and, and I can't, at the end of the day, I still have to. Sh I have to ship something that I'm proud of, and if I'm not, if I'm not proud of it, I I kill it. And so I'm pretty aggressive about killing stuff. But I I dip my toe, I scale it. If it if I like review a lot of these things and it looks silly, the problem was that I gave it too much creativity and I didn't constrain it enough, and I didn't break it down into smaller processes. So if I had to do this again, for example, I would say look at this job description and is there an ICP here? Do they talk about who they target? Yes or no? If they do, where do they talk about it? Great. Now extract that information. Now with that information, go do this. So really, you're talking with a fifth grader and you need to be explicit. And if you can break down something that you think is one step into five steps, the AI will do much, much, much better. Yeah, I think that's a big downfall of a lot of results you see out there is just trying to do too much with too little context. It, when you're looking at the scope of try, if, if you're trying to actually build a process for this, trying to build something that's going to be repeated many times for your business, how do you think about the scope for a prompt or the, the scope for like a specific query? How do you know if it's too big or if it's too little? Like, how, how do you kind of land on that so that you kind of have some level of certainty that you'll actually get what you wanted from the results? I think that the best thing to do might even be to have it impersonate someone that knows nothing about you, your business, or your context, and start there and ask it a complex question and have it break down the steps for you and then use those steps back in this process. So it's like what you might even, and this is why this tool messes me up. It's so meta. It's like you can ask it to help you break down the process so that you can use it better. It's like, uh, where does it end? How, how far does this thing go? So I think that the best approach is like, I'm trying to accomplish this goal Tell me the smallest possible discrete steps that you would take to accomplish this goal so that if I was explaining this to someone that had no context on my business, my problem, that even they could do it. Put that question into ChatGPT and then it will give you the discrete steps and then follow those, I mean, audit those steps, but follow those steps because then what you'll be able to do is at every point you can check it. Like, is the, great, is there an ICP, yes or no? Okay, great. If yes, extract the ICP, extract the other customer profile and print out a paragraph. And then you can look at that paragraph and be like, hmm, that's wrong. Shoot, let me go back and give it more, like, let's break that down to smaller steps, which is like, and another way you can do is give it examples. Here's an example. Here's an example. Here's an example. Now it's your turn. Now you do it. And so every time, the more steps that you have, every time along the way, you can be clearer with it. And the possibility, again, is not reducing time, right? This is something you would never do with a human, right? The possibility is what, what are the gigantic possibilities if you had a person to work near unlimited amounts of time on a creative task? That's the possibility. It's not saving, I mean, the low-hanging fruit is saving time, but the real opportunity is like, what if you could what if you had unlimited dollars to spend on someone that's like okay creative and they had unlimited energy and they didn't get distracted like that's the opportunity i think do you have any like true automations going on for this yet cuz a lot of it sounds like you're still kind of 
putting things in manually to make sure you get really good outputs. But are are you do you have plans to automate or to have things just happen naturally as you know you you have a process that's triggered in certain software you know you got to start writing things do you have any of that set up yet or is that in your plans i do i think about this as i have campaigns that are going out right now with ai which is this like search campaign for example so i have a handful of campaigns that i have used that in very targeted ways where i can trust the output where i'm not saying asking it like truth questions and I think that the challenge here is that to automate this, you need to make sure that a wrong result won't kill you. And what I mean by that is that, like I saw someone, I saw someone the other day, you know, sales reps like to use this for icebreakers. And this is what's, this is an email, this is a real email someone sent. Hey, did you know that Fiona also means white? That must be why you so pale. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Like, like, and so it's like, what? What are you doing? Like, that's a terrible idea. And so that's the kind of, and it, the, just the pain is so high if it gets it wrong, or it's like, like if I start talking about case studies that marketer hire doesn't have, or like if it lies one times out of a hundred, it's too many. And so, most of my automations are not work like they're discrete. They're like campaigns. They're not like like push things through. But I will get there. But I need to think more about how to creatively constrain it so that if it gets it wrong, and it'll get it wrong. Like it's not going to get all these titles right, for example. But if it gets it wrong, it's like someone will see it and be like, "Well, that's not exactly right, but pretty close," as opposed to like. I see, like, I asked it, I was, I was playing around, I said, write a, write a sentence that, as if my, my wife went shopping at this, at this company's brand, like, and I was just, like, casually encountering them, and it's, like, invented children stuff, it's, like, I was buying some diapers for my kid, and it's, like, that's, like, where, you know, the message is probably pretty compelling, people respond to it, it seems like a human wrote it, but it's it's like weaponization in the worst possible way because then like how far do you follow that lie down the path, right? And so that's what you need to make sure that it's not doing is that if it's if it's lying, it's like or if it's like not get it's like if it's not getting it perfectly right, that it's a harmless mistake. Last one for you here, and then then we'll we'll call it quits here for today. Cool. But appreciate you appreciate your time, and and sure. would love to chat again for sure. There's there's a lot to dive okay. in here. This is just. One quick little foray into AI, but my last question would be around the knots of AI. Cause you have, you have talked about a lot of things that you're trying to build, keeping it really positive with like, this is cool. This is cool. Here's how to fix certain things. What are the things that you just absolutely will not trust AI with right now with your business? Most things. <laughs> so I think that, you know, I don't trust it to write a complete email. I, I don't trust it to act on my behalf. Like I would never send messages as me that are fully written by AI. I don't believe that it can write a great email. Maybe the only way that I think we could write a great email is if you basically trained it on how to write five discrete sentences with like six to 15 steps per sentence. And then you took another step to like summarize that email. But if anything involves uh requiring of truth i don't trust it and so yeah there's there's a lot of things i don't i don't trust with ai but i do think that the problem is us 
we don't know enough about how to use it, about how best to deploy it. And so there's a question problem first, which is how do you get the right questions? And then there's a process problem. And the best possible tool that I've found for the process problem is clay.com. And they have, you basically can have conversations with ChatGPT on a per row basis, which means that for every row of data, you can have four, five, six, ten chats with ChatGPT to further refine, further refine, further refine. And that has been really helpful to hone the results to be exactly what I want. Awesome. Well, this has been fantastic. There's there's so much more to cover here, but any, any parting words or, or last little thoughts before we hit hit the stop record button <laughs> totally play it play around with it use it use ai it doesn't matter what you use it for ask it questions about distances about just the more time that you spend with the tool the more you think i should try this with ChatGPT first you're going to get better and more creative ideas about how to start replacing pieces of what you do today and think about firing yourself if i had to fire me today and i replaced myself today what would new Jordan come in to do with AI and how would he rebuild this from the ground up? Amazing. Jordan, thanks for coming on. 